Oh, you mean the, the bit of the keys that are a bottle opener? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, oh, no, 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 get the, get the mic. Oh, lads. That's great crack. At the top of your feet, it's the last podcast you'll ever enjoy. Better It's higher It's higher Hello, and you're very welcome to episode 38. Of higher fidelity, first Christ. one of the new year. Don't talk over me. <laughs> this is uh, you're here. It's okay. It's your episode, but it's my show. It's my house. Yeah, so fair. I know oh, you're dead right. It's our house, look. Uh, but yeah, you're very welcome to the first episode of the new year. 2023 is now upon us. Uh, Christmas is long gone. Get over it. It's not going to happen again. Uh, I'm here now in the company of two names that are very familiar to the listeners of the podcast, but voices that aren't. We've got Lachlan. Hello. We've got Nisha. Hello there. And we've got a brand new person who I met maybe five minutes ago. Uh, name's Ray Kenny. It's nice to be here. <laughs> it's nice yes. to have you, Ray. You sound like a radio presenter. It's actually uh, perfect, like the Highland Radio timbre. Yeah. It's exactly. like a lovely midday show. All right, cool. I'll take it. Now, Lachlan and Nisha are very close uh, friends of uh, our prior guest, Lara. And yes. they, they make up Adore. That's us. Don't you? Thanks for having me. He's also make up other bands as well. Why don't you tell me about them? I play in another band called Punching Peaches. Just do. We are kind of like, um, we're a lot of things, kind of post-punk, post-rock, post-men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To talk me through the name, the Anum. What's the story <laughs> with that? Our uh, bass player, I think she had a book of poetry and we were looking for a name. We were spending ages looking for a name, couldn't find anything. And I think we named one of our songs punching peaches after one of the like one of the lines in the poem or something okay and then we just thought it sounded like a cool band name so it stuck it did right deadly talk us through your other outfits uh, i'm in a band with my good buddies from home up in letter kenny uh, we're called sheer buzz we've been around since about like 2017 and it's just kind of the reason that I play bass now in a door is because I wasn't good enough at guitar to play guitar in sheer buzz. Story of my out. life as well, to be fair, mate. I look, it's such a humbling thing when they're like, do you want to be great for you, lad? If you like uh, went on the intro that's easier to play when, when you're in the band with someone who's clearly great on the guitar, maybe you should like do that. You'll be actually, it's a bit like when someone's told, no, you've got the really important job. You're meant to sit in the getaway car outside and let us do the heavy lift and work. Funny thing happened once. We, we, were doing like a, we were doing a live session on uh, Highland Radio Donegal's premier radio station. Not a patch on Northern Sound, but we don't have that Northern Sound. But um, we were doing a live session, and they asked me one day, they were like, how long have you been playing bass? And I said, oh, you know, just since the band started, I started playing bass because I wasn't as good at guitar as these boys. And I got some, we got, we were 15 at this stage. <laughs> I got so many hateful text messages, <laughs> like into the studio. They showed, they couldn't read them out on air. They just read stuff being like, they sound like Snow Patrol. Um, but then your man showed me afterwards. He was like, this guy wasn't happy. And it was like, like, how fucking dare you say that, like... I think I had said something like, I think that's how a lot of people start playing bass. And then he was like, how fucking dare you say that it's just the secondary instrument to someone who can't play guitar well enough. Ah, but I do think no one started out life, like, watching bands listening or watching, like, School of Rock and going, oh, I really want to be the bass player. That's the call, and you end up there, you know what I mean? And I can say that as a man who's made playing bass his career, 
it was not intended to be that. I was just <laughs> handed it and be like, here's what you're going to do now. And uh, I feel like there's a there's a, a submissiveness to every bass player where they're like, yeah, I guess I'll play the bass. <laughs> like, if you're willing to take it on, you're meant to be a fucking bass player. Completely, completely. Yeah. I just kind of, I don't know, I just wanted to be in a band. And then we were, and it's been so much fun. Um, and now we're in a door, and that's lots of fun as well. We just heard half of a mix uh, yes. of one of your new tracks before the battery decided to die in your Bluetooth speaker. Yes, yeah, so I hope you appreciated that. The bit that um, I did here sounded mix, mix full. <laughs> uh, and Ray, yourself, you play. You told me you play a bit of keyboard. Well, I started off my long career of a musician as a tin, tin whistleist at the age of seven years old. Great stuff. taught by my grandmother, but uh, my career never really took off. I never got in a band. It was more of like a... A solo artist, a solo venture. I didn't get very far with the tin whistle. There you go. Yeah. And uh, that's that's kind of me. That's you know I, I just live in this house, so I'm I'm here on the podcast. But, <laughs> you know I'm I'm here for a good time. I will tell I like respect music. that you came in and you was you were like what are you up to in Lockham's like, doing a podcast and you just went straight away. Can I be in it? <laughs> I, like, I had to respect the kind of yeah, of course, of course you can. Yeah, Imagine we were like, no, mate, sorry. Like, how, how you been a, would have been a bad buzz. Like, it would have been terrible buzz. Would have been a sheer bad buzz. Start grinding out the keyboard there and got really good music, so I could be on the podcast two been, years now. If we had it been like, yeah, no, you're grand. Would have like, just such would have soured the house so badly. Oh, completely. Like, like, the tension would have been palpable. The that. situation would have become very untenable very quickly. <laughs> I don't know, I probably would just want to watch TV. Like, hello. I'm a busy guy. <laughs> okay, well, look, well, it's great to have you here anyway. Quick update. Also, when we talk about all the prior bands we were in, I don't know if anybody knows, I used to be in a band called The Stripes. Uh, did a lot, lot of Who? work. Sorry? The Stripes. Oh, really? I see. Yeah, yeah. Was that you? Yeah, cool. That was me. I did that years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like to bring it up. Personal update on me. So, before, normally when we start the kind of podcast, I do a little kind of like two or three minutes talking about what I've been up to recently. Because uh, this is a purely, purely self vehicle for myself, and I just have to get other people in, so it's not just me talking to myself for an yeah, hour. Yeah. Um, I am currently at the moment dealing with the fact that I've got very waxy ears, which is very sexy and rad of me to mm-hmm. have ears that overproduce wax. Mm. Um, and at the moment, it's compounded so badly on my right side of my skull that I can't hear anything out of my right ear at the moment. So I'm, exper- I'm experiencing the world in mono at the moment, which is great. It's got to the point now where there's so much in there that uh, I've like a constant, like it's impacted my neck and jaw. Mm. I'd sort of turn my head this way an awful lot. Yeah. It's impossible to hear anything. In work as well, I'm like talking. I look, from the last few nights when I've been talking to people, looked them in the eye, and then when they start talking, I have to just do a sharp right turn to my head to put the left. <laughs> and it looks like I've just immediately gone, I'm saying what I'm saying to you, and now I don't care about anything <laughs> you're saying as I look away from them really quickly. Um, and so then I've had to preface that by being like talking to them, and then before I turn away, I go, I've got really waxy ears, and then turning away from them, <laughs> which just looks like I'm just coming in, saying my shit, telling them I'm fucked, and then fucking off. Uh, but I also, uh, two days ago, scald, on my way at work, scalded my mouth uh, on a rather hot gulp uh, oh, no. of, of morning joe <laughs> that I took on my way to work. And um, it's, it was such a bad scald, and one that I haven't had in years, mm. uh, that it's, the roof of my mouth is peeling. Did you get like steam coming out of your ears? Well, not the right one, obviously, because that's no, full no, of wax. That's, that's full of wax, yeah. um, But it's peeling at the moment, so like, on the way here, I was just running my, on the train, I was just running my tongue over the roof of my mouth, skin coming off, it's mm. disgusting. You're a disaster. I'm a, I'm a mess. Um, also, the really nice coat that I have, I lost two buttons on it this morning oh, on the way. The fuck. winds of Dublin, the bracy winds of the Liffey robbed my jacket, relieved it of two of the buttons. So now it looks like I've just got a like, top button, like a fucking cape. Uh, so that's that's all a disaster. Um, and on the way here as well, I, I I had a conversation with a really good friend of ours, Becky, uh, a few months back. Love where Becky. Becky's fantastic. She's great. Uh, ah, well, actually, but no, we'll get into that another time. Um, <laughs> but months back, we were just having a stupid, doing like, you know, like a voice note conversation where it might as well be a real time conversation. Yeah. But it's happening over voice notes. Um, where we thought we just came up with this little bit where it was like singing popular songs 
in just a culture accent. Now, not the most revolutionary of ideas to have the crack with, but it resulted in uh, me doing this thing where I'll walk to work, muttering to yourself as you do go to work, to my delight, but to, like, to the concern of passers-by, where I'll just be singing big pop songs in the thickest culture accent I could manage. So the one that started it all was that Lil Peep and fucking Kanye West track, the, what, I don't know what it's called, but it's the You're Such a Ho one. Oh, yes. Uh, What's Lil it? Pump. Lil, um, Lil, Lil Pump, sorry, Lil Peep, yeah, yeah. sadly, or... RIP, Lil Peep was gone, sorry. Beamer boy. Yeah. <laughs> but Lil Pump, what, I can't remember what the track's called, but they're dressed like Roblox lads. Mm. So I, mean, I was sat on my lunch break and I was sending Becky these voice messages being like, how fun it would be if the lad was going like, you're such a fucking hoe. I, <laughs> lo- I love it. You're so- I'll buy you the nip talk. I'll get you from you. <laughs> I told her, and then today on the way here, I was just I was walking out of Houston Station going to myself, in a minute, I'm in need a sentimental man or woman to pump me up. Feeding fussy, walking in my Balenciaga, trying to bring out the fucking fabulous. And I, I'm delighting it to myself as well, being like, this fucking great crack. But any person walking by just saw me going, in a minute, I'm in need a sentimental man or woman with a fucking peely mouth, fucked ear, and a jacket flapping like nobody's business. There's no buttons on it. But, um, and then when I got on the train, it's been a day of events for today. When I got on the train, I... Respect for taking the train as well. Love the train. Self, self-care there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I rarely engage in. <laughs> I don't really believe in self-care as a concept. Um, but getting on the train, and we were just talking there about how like, the novelty and the kind of fanfare that goes along with being on a train, because mm. obviously we're from places that have been robbed of their train yes, heritage. Yes. So there's a massive hole in our lives, because we're used to... We're from towns that have the ghosts of trains there, mm. but sadly we can't get to them. There's just a town of ghost trains. In Letterkenny. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We go like one step further. We've got like... There's like the railway road, there's like the station house hotel. The bus station is actually right next to the old train station and you can just you're just looking at something that you used to have well it's it's crazy what's rotten is so my family used to run a newspaper back in calvin called the anglo Celt, and when the train station closed down the anglo Celt offices was put in the old train station Mm. so my family's business was erected on the grounds of the one thing i think calvin should have again (laughs) um but so i was getting on the train and again even like we were saying there like i text mom and dad i'm going on the train to galway today and they went oh the train (laughs) fucking yeah like oh, go fancy man going off on the train, a big smoke heading him. But anyway, I, fa- I got on the train, sat down. I didn't pre-book a seat because uh, that's a bit. It's a bit too mm. not cavalry to be to book a seat. Yeah, so yeah. I just bought a ticket when I get in there, and so then I had to try and do the thing. We were trying to find an empty seat to sit down. I found a table. Had two lovely women, uh, two old women sat across and the thing, and they had two empty spaces. And I said, "Can I sit there?" And they're like, "We're not sure something's taken up, but you're totally welcome to them." And I said, "Class." And I had my. I was going to do some notes for this, so I had my laptop out as well. And I said, "Do you mind if I put the laptop on the table?" And they're like, "Absolutely, of course, no worries at all. This is your." time as well enjoy it i thought these women are lovely the second i sat down i absolutely farted so hard <laughs> silently but with a but with a but with a potency that i knew would be noticeable so and i don't know if this is how farts work but i tried to like sniff it up as much as possible so that i do that every single yeah. thank you yeah, yeah, yeah no i do it all the time i've never done that I, I you it, it work like, it's like an, a, you're an extractor fan right yeah, yeah. You, you think that it in theory, that would be perfect. That's what I because yeah, yeah. it's it, gas has been expelled. If we just like sniff it all back in, no yeah, one's going to yeah. get it. Can you get stoned from that? <laughs> well, that's called jankum. It depends. <laughs> it depends uh, who farts. Yeah, very true. Yeah, but yeah, I was trying to farts. It's like you get really high. But I, yeah, I was trying to sniff this fart back up before they copped because they've been so nice to me. But they kind of looked disgusted anyway because regardless of whether they got the fart or not, they just saw me going. <laughs> <laughs> in like a little radius around myself um, but that didn't go too well but anyway I've got one farting train oh, story oh please so um, I was on the train from Dublin to Sligo mm-hmm. uh, to see my granny and um, I was sitting beside this lovely fella called Robert really great had, he was there with his two kids 
um, and I can't have dairy, right? <laughs> but he was offering me all these eclair sweets, which have like the um, chocolate bit on the inside. Yeah. Love it. Um, we were just like eating away at those, and then they got out some. I think maybe I don't know where exactly. I think it could have been like Edgeworths. Longford area Edwardstown yeah, which yeah. me and Sam Garrity called Edgelord's Town yes that's yeah. really funny we had the most wonderful conversation really really <laughs> polite and then he was getting out of the train and I went to the bathroom and I basically I fired in the bathroom safe place to do that <laughs> some reason it was so potent that like it set off like the no smoking alarm <laughs> in the cubicle and when here's the thing when that happens, it's an automated voice that says, you're not allowed to smoke <laughs> in the cubicle. This is right there. This lovely family, this oh, dad and his two like kids are right outside. So you look like a clatty bastard. Yeah, I look like a clatty bastard. says, you're not allowed to smoke in this, in this cubicle. Um, and it, it was like a, a member of staff has been alerted. alerted. Oh, no. yeah. And if a member of staff confronted me being like, did you smoke in the bathroom? And I had to say, no, I just farted. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would just admit to smoking and being like, sorry, had one cigarette, ate the evidence, there's nothing there, I did smoke. Give me I the fine, Give me. I'll give you it. I love the thing, I'd rather be accused of an actual, like, national crime, crime yeah, yeah. than be called a stinky, smelly boy <laughs> on a train. Like. So, so smelly, it was processed as carcinogenic. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we're going to move on now to a little kind of rundown of our, our adventures together yes. that have happened over that. We've been lucky enough to have a few together this last year, which has been great. It's or been 2022, wonderful. sorry. Yeah. Uh, most recently was, now, so the last the last episode uh, started with myself and Gemma and Lara talking about the fact that we just bought a load of Christmas decorations for the Love Buzz's end of year Christmas show, which adore graced with uh, their presents and as, as Cardinals and Love Buzz and Sprints and all that kind of stuff, safe to say the day went off without even the most microscopic of hitches. It was a great day. It was so lovely. It was great. The decorations, the audience will be glad to hear the decorations look like absolute cack. It was. Is it, the brief was fulfilled. It was, what's that word? Um, tacky, as, like the perfect amount of it though. Yeah, tawdry. Just like, it, it was like that type of tinsel that like your cat would probably like choke on and yeah. eat <laughs> and then have to get like stitches to get removed and stuff like that. That type of tinsel. Deals um, tinsel. Deals tinsel. Euro giant. Perfect. Yeah. Um, a lot, of, so much rose gold stuff as well. I don't know why they decided this was the year of a rose gold Christmas. Because <laughs> yeah. I was talking as well about the concept of the, no one had ever come across the word rose gold till like twenty fourteen hmm. when I, the iPhone people, yeah. Apple, uh, <laughs> released the I mean, like rose gold iPhone. Everyone's like everything had to be rose gold. You couldn't fucking move for stuff being rose gold coloured. <laughs> but it was, it was lots of greens and reds. But it was just a lot of rose gold that was there. Um, but it went great. So well that Kieran Campbell Black, who runs the Grand Social Command, he's this lovely American man, came in after he'd done the decorations and he just looked around and said, Looks like shit. Great job. <laughs> and that was that was it. Uh, so we knew it was gonna be great. Adore played, you were fantastic, and you had, so I had the pleasure of getting up to play with you guys again. Excuse the burp there. Uh, we did uh, what, Red Velvet is the name of the track, isn't that's it? That's the track. Yeah. I hadn't cleared the name of the track for ages, just like, well, that's the one I get up and do. I still don't know the name of any of our songs. Like I swear <laughs> to God. I still write out like the song structures and I have to like even when we're playing a gig I have to ask Lachlan to play the start of like every song I'm like <laughs> I look at the set list and we've been playing for like fucking a year I'm like can you play the start of that I have literally no idea what <laughs> there's, like, a th- there's a thing bands do I think you should really try it's called uh, rehearsing yeah because that yeah. way you actually learn the track if you play, if you, yeah so basically what you do is you go into like either your mate's bedroom and have the parents be tick at you yeah but you just play it through the songs like a few times and then you kind of get to it's called being familiar with what your material yeah. is yeah. i, I saw that in a movie once actually. yeah you know it's actually yeah. people do it it's mental wow. I, I didn't know but yeah, <laughs> but uh, yes yeah, so we got up and you 
uh, made the decision to sit on the floor to give me as much space as possible on the stage to yes. do it. I yeah, got I up did. on stage and you that just sat there. That almost gave me Like genuinely, I had ears ring because my, I basically, I lay down and my head was like right next to the amp. Mm. And I was in such a, like, I loved every single minute of that game. I think everyone seemed to just, every band that was on gave it just everything that they possibly had. Socks mm. and 90. Socks, yes, completely. I was, I was just like, I just lay down and I was like, oh, there's quite a large amp right in my ear <laughs> and um i i got home i went home to dublin after the gig or to galway after the gig and i, I lay in bed and i was like i could genuinely just have tinnitus now and, and it it genuinely it didn't leave for like two days yeah it's tough it can it's, it's tough it's so you need close to wear earplugs wear yes. earplugs yeah also should, don't be yeah. horizontal in front of your amp that's mm. not that don't like have your no. amp be a bedside table it's not the way to do it <laughs> but i just i don't know I, I was just like i would look up every now and again i'd see you giving it socks you've got <laughs> such a distinct way of moving on stage oh thank you you, you don't know. play the harmonica the harmonica plays you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no it was great getting up to play with you guys again it was really good fun again what was nice was it was a gig where like we obviously the lads were raising money for crumbling children's hospital mm. which is great uh, and really i think the raised two or three grand or something insane like it was something a lot lovely. of money raised, yeah, yeah. um but it was just a really nice kind of because it was the end of the year. Everyone was like, it was kind of that day where everyone was like, "Oh, I'm heading back home now mm. today," or because it was the 21st of December, so like everyone was in the throes of moving home. So kind of everyone's like final hurrah before they all went back, which is lovely to be there for everybody. But it was also a nice element of like a fresh crowd being there. It wasn't just like all your mates you're playing. It was like a load of other people as well. Cardinals were there, which were great. It was amazing to see them and do adore that band beyond belief. Um, a really good night's crack. It w- dissolved into like thirty people down in the grand social dressing room for ages as well. I remember yes. the lads landed in with a load of crisps and oranges and satsumas and that to be picking away at things like that. It was really, really fun night. Myself and Lara, I mentioned the last episode of the podcast, we bought these confetti cannons, got up for, har- was it Harp, the last Love Buzz song they did? Yes, got yeah. Got up for that, set it off, the time was great, it was really, really kind of good fun. Um, prior to that, our, la- our adventure before that, where I was talking about the last podcast with Lara and all that, was the Aris Nigel shenanigans. Yes. Which yes. was an amazing day. Oh my August. God. I think so about that night fun. every day. Every day. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. We just again, we just had the, the monster to end on monster tra- trad sessions afterwards <laughs> where we played a smattering of Tom Petty and Chuck Berry which is the, obviously the cornerstones of Irish trad. Go I also got kicked out that night. Yes. You got barred. I got kicked out. Tell the story that so we brought up on the last one but I want to hear it from your, your angle. So basically, um, I was feeling like, feeling pretty good the whole day um, but Sometimes this thing happens when I play a gig where just after the gig, I'll just feel like I can't be seen by like anybody and I need to hide <laughs> and don't even talk to me. I can't speak to anyone. Yeah, don't so even perceive I, me. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was I went for a walk and I came back and I, I, during the walk, I was like doing different like breathing exercises and I came back really energized, really happy, really buzzing. Yeah. Cardinals are playing. I'm loving it. Love buzz are playing. I'm loving it even more. <laughs> People are crowd surfing. Mm-hmm. I look down. My friends, Keen and Liam, they start lifting up my legs, and you, and you quickly follow. And I quickly <laughs> follow. I'm crowd surfing along. I see one of the wooden beams uh, on Aris Nagel's roof, and I was like, it'll be number one. It'll be gas if I do this. Number two, if I don't do this, it's actually just going to hit me in the face. <laughs> um, so I I cling on to the uh, the beam. The raft, literally the rafters, yeah. and I'm just kind of hanging there. I was like, "This is funny." I'm looking at Kieran on stage. I give him a wave, <laughs> and the bouncer comes up to me and he like taps me on the leg. He drags my legs down. I yeah. kick someone in the head. <laughs> so the only risk at this point was when he forced my leg to kick Damn, somebody, yeah. uh, and I get down and he's like, "Get out!" And I was like, "I don't have my keys or my coat or my jacket," he's and like, I don't want to. I don't. He was like, "I don't care. Get out!" <laughs> and I was like, "You're. What am I supposed to do?" in the streets of Galway on my own. Yeah. 
without my jacket or my keys. And he's like, I don't care. Cold night, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was fucking depths of winter. And he says, I don't care. And (laughs) I got a bit angry. (laughs) And I told him to fuck off and I called him a wanker. (laughs) (laughs) Which again is the best way to get back in with a bouncer as well. I never thought of it that way. (laughs) I don't think anyone's ever tried to tell a bouncer to fuck off out of their face. It works every time. It does. Um, And then I went outside and the second I left, I was like, I shouldn't have said that. Really shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Oh God. On reflection. (laughs) On reflection. Uh, And then my friend Keen, he comes back out. Keen actually works there. And he was like, let him back in it's his birthday in a few hours and <laughs> which it was which it was yeah. yeah and tom was like i don't care other people were crowd surfing as well and he goes to be fair that was me and our bar manager tom and um other people who work in the venue as well so we weren't exactly the best example and he was like <laughs> okay cool and then i get back in love bus finished their set unbelievable set i've oh, never seen no. an entire room See, jumping you were talking about this yeah i saw that because i was side stage again mm. when you were crowd surfing i remember our friend blahim was there i was standing side stage with blahim who was taking pictures of the love buzz on a dsi yes. camera which was great and then iconic i was looking to stop being like oh, that's kind of cool and then i just see like a flash of like cause I think, were you in like a whitish kind of t- jumper t-shirt or something like that? yeah yeah i see like a flash of white up top and, like, what the fuck is that? and i look around to see you then hanging from the rafters <laughs> having a Glory, you look like a koala, the way in which you like grabbed onto it, it looks kind of fun. But, um, yeah, sending so the, when the love buzz kind of kicked into the fucking set, uh, the whole room moved yeah. in unison. So it looked like the, all the people stayed in the same level and the room just yeah. collapsed yeah. in on itself. Like the whole and the wall was sweaty to the touch afterwards. And like, I'd, I'd like, I'd never been at a gig without it happened before. It was insane. It was insane. It was and on the, the kick to the 10 spots. There, <laughs> there was a telly with the Shrek 2 DVD yes. uh, kind of moving thing behind it on the telly as well, which is kind of fun. Um, but that was also the gig where halfway through the set, because um, normally when you're dressed, you don't dress an awful lot of like form fitting kind of stuff. You're always in like cozy kind of cool clothes and things like that. And you dress very well. Thank you very much. But during the set, uh, so enamored with the vibe you were enjoying, you opted to disrobe your top half. I did, yeah. And I was astonished <laughs> yeah. at the Christ on the cross bod on fucking Lockdown, right? It's like this man's absolutely shredded and cut to fuck, right? And I, I came off stage and then I was like, you're still topless. And I had my camera out, obviously, filming the shapes. And I was like, Lachlan, you're a fucking... Ozzy was well mullered at this point. I was like, man, you're a fucking tank. <laughs> and then the next time I saw you at Christmas, I took... You, you were very funny about it. I, I said to you again the next time when we were in Dublin. I was like, man, I still can't believe that that's what you fucking look... You walk around looking <laughs> like that. Like, you know what I mean? You look like someone's put like a potato waffle on your stomach and that's your Why abs. Why do you like, ever wear jumpers at all? Like, what, what's the point? Yeah, to be yeah. fair, any gig I do now is in a gig, I actually just do get peer pressured <laughs> because I think they start with you yeah and they're like Nisha Nisha I don't know why they start with me I don't know I don't know that maybe they just think like we'll get Nisha first and then we'll crack Lachlan it's just a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because I was just like trying to fix my pedals or something because I've just broken a string and um, I was given Aiden's bass and I was trying to like yeah. sort something out and I just heard like Lachlan 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 and then I look at Kean and he just goes shirt, shirt off and I went Okay. <laughs> but so the next time I bring it up at Lachlan the next time we're in Dublin and I say look look man I can't believe that you just fall on look like that like you're a mostly cunt and I, you were like I'm not really you're just so used to being around so many unathletic people <laughs> that any sort of fitness at all is astonishing to be seen 
which is true to be fair like I'd like it's fucking mad but um, no it was that Galway was great crack we've also we've, we've gallivanted in multiple locations now, which is nice so we've had we had Dublin we had Galway yeah. also had EP so yes. like we made a big deal about the last episode with Lara talking about that Lachlan is also the chap who I slept at the foot of at EP outside mm. when there was a full on yes. four poster bed inside <laughs> and I was like I'm going to sleep in one of my shoes on a fucking wrapped up yoga mat I had so my tent like was a two man tent you could have come to mine but you're two men you're, you're, you, you can't be contained in one person you are two men I wouldn't have fit but uh, yeah so we did all that EP was a fantastic weekend we had the great night on was it Saturday night where we ended up backstage at the Salty Dog area in the cabins oh my god do you remember the uh, in, I forgot about this the until interview. I saw the, the interview I did with RTE I just remember that right there that. <laughs> <laughs> RTE were in there there was two young lads probably like our age or so in with like mics being like we're interviewing for RTE and I was like Ara fucking I'm sure he's our grand and did not believe them at all and because like, it was like two in the morning all of us absolutely scuttered no. and they were like what are your thoughts on the festival and I was like soaking wet yeah soaking they were like what's your experience like at the festival and I was like man it's fucking class cracking like I'm fucking loving it they were like right we can't curse we're an RTE and I was like we are in our we are in our shite in RTE lads. they were like no we're not messing you can't curse on this and I was like right right lads I don't know what to fucking tell you and they were like right, 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 right just stop but I totally forgot about that till I was looking back to the photos there a few weeks ago trying to organise my laptop at the end of the year totally forgot that it didn't happen did not believe these lads for a fucking split second that they were from RTE apparently they were I didn't know but they kept saying stop cursing you're not allowed to do that and I was like I don't fucking know how to do that I'm sorry lads <laughs> but uh, it was very fucking stupid um, oh, but yeah uh, EP was a great weekend it was so much so fun, much fun. Yeah. and then we also had the uh, I surprised you in trip over to London as well yes, so we've gallivanted yes. across London as well Nisha decided to fuck off the day yeah, I landed over sorry. I didn't know. so I tried to surprise everybody and then everyone surpri- did the double surprise on me did the fucking one two uni flu and fecked off before I got there but, uh, <laughs> So your voice did actually appear on the podcast before because you're the voice that go, adopts an English accent and goes like, "Who's this man? <laughs> Get out of my pub! Get out of my pub! <laughs> What's this guy doing? Who's this man? Bring it on, Get out of my pub! Get out of my pub!" Which I your reaction to like seeing someone who you didn't expect to see in another country was to go. I'm going to pretend to be a pub landlord and kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> you immediately were like, you didn't go, oh, fucking hell, is it your show? What the fuck? You were like immediately like, who's this man? Yeah, it was all a front. Get out of the pub. I put up, a, I put up my guard yeah. um, in the like fear of seeming like I was actually affectionate. <laughs> um, which I, I, I genuinely, I was so happy to see you. It was, it was such a fun time. And then that was the gig as well, like I was saying in the last episode, where I played with you guys. Obviously, Kieran was in drums doing his best fucking velvet underground impression. Oh, he's fucking brilliant. And then you yeah. were hopping your bass off my head as I played the piano on that <laughs> fucking punk track. Played so the piano? Like, well, no, Lara was like, just sit on the piano. We're going to do this nonsense track. And I was like, what key is it in? And Lara said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> just like, so the Grammy just whacked away on that for ages. Um, but no, so we had, and prior to that, then prior to like London and Galway and all that kind of stuff, we was just there was a few like love buzz nights in town, yeah, the grand yeah. social and things like that. But it's just it's been a year, it's been a lovely year. Actually, because we, I'd known you beforehand, but never really hang out like in person. Yeah, it was a year of great hangs that changed the trajectory of my life beyond belief, which I think is very nice. The funniest thing about that London gig was my cousin Vinny came over. Your cousin uh, Vinny? Yeah, I've seen that fucking film, man. It's fucking <laughs> great. Don't bet you won a fucking Oscar, bro. It's fucking deadly. I didn't know your cousin was in that. I didn't know your cousin He's Vinny was the film. Many towns, man of many towns. Brilliant. Uh, but uh, my cousin Vinny from Mullingar was over. I was so I was actually. Oh, here we go. Go on. Three, two, one. Oh, happy new year. Anisha, are you going to? Keep it moving. Oh, oh lovely. Nice. Fantastic. Brilliant. Brilliant. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my cousin Vinny recently moved over to London uh, for work and um, he came to the gig. Lovely. Brilliant to see him. And um, Lalo as a venue is originally, it's kind of like a members club yeah. and 
basically the kind of clientele is like you know Poshos. rich kids nepotism babies stuff Nepple like baby, that the buying a nepo baby off Lelo oh man the buying of me- nepo baby off it was incredible <laughs> and then you had Vinny Vinny's like worked in his farm like had a family farm uh, out in like the outskirts of Mullingar very very hard working man very Mullingar did he get it from his dad though where did he get the farm from he completely got it from his dad fucking yeah. nepo farmer <laughs> <laughs> nepo arabalism <laughs> but there is this um, this girl was chatting to me like she, she very much fancied Vinny cool. and she, Vinny was like look I have a partner I'm not interested and she was like yeah but I like you so like what am I saying and <laughs> what are you saying and then Vinny said what and he goes well I really like you so like what am I saying and Vinny said well you're saying fuck all in fairness like <laughs> 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 and it was just the most perfect like two worlds colliding that I've ever seen yeah. London Nepo baby Bollingar like, farmer <laughs> I love that it was unreal Fucking brilliant. But that was the night as well where we, like I've said before, we ended up on our friend Saf's rooftop and all that as well. It was a glory. It, it was such yeah. a great time. It was amazing. And um that's where oh that, that was the day they introduced us to the Cowboy Moog album as well. Oh, it was through that because we so Saf, my friend Saf from London is mad on this it's the promotional album that Moog released to promote the Moog synthesizer in like seventy one or the fuck year it was. And it's a load of like original like or like fucking or, or classical songs and then like big songs at the time done on a Moog, which is kind of fun. And then obviously Kieran heard that, and then the next time we met at Grand Social, he was like, "I fucking found another version of the Moog album, but it's called the Cowboy Moog album, where they just do a load of like Ennio Morricone soundtracks on the fucking Moog, and it's absolutely light speed lethal. It's fucking class." Because the whole thing with the Moog was we were looking at it and we were like, "Why did they think this would work? Like, what was what was the thought process behind someone will listen to this album in full and then go out and buy a buy Moog, it inside, yeah. you know, when that Moog album." Probably beside at the time, some brilliant Velvet Underground records, and someone was going to spend twenty quid to buy the Moog record instead. So to release a sequel where it's like maybe cowboy stuff will work <laughs> even more niche. Like yeah, yeah. fuck, I love it. Like they were like niching themselves, being like, okay, right, okay. What's the but like? What's the crossover Venn diagram point of like lads who are into like fucking Colt forty fives and horses <laughs> and lads who are like fucking. Sonic sound recording cool. nerds, like they really, they really doubled down on that. Like, <laughs> Fair fucks them. But yes, we've had a few great few nights out. We're going to have another one out tonight. We're going to a jazz night in the Russian Dove. It's going to be fucking great, man. We're going to fucking like we're in the process of licking the stamp and fucking sending it. Like, <laughs> shout out to John Keneally. Shout out to John Keneally, man, and his his wonderful band. Quick little moment before we kick into the segments. Uh, quick little shout out to uh, Christmas. We all had a nice one. Lovely Christmas. Really, really lovely Christmas. Uh, I was back in Donegal. Got to meet all the buddies. Um, all just in the same pub as well. Like if you, if anyone from Letterkenny is listening, met your friend Isa. Oh yeah, Isa Grimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know Isa Grimes. Uh, I do know Isa Grimes. Uh, no, I know. Even Grimes is coming here tomorrow. Isa's wee brother. No way. Yeah. Ask him as fuck. Isa Mad. Grimes. <laughs> Gas. There we go. Yeah. Nice to make a connection. Actually, in real, like an actual proper like. Oh, do you know the person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we actually have him recorded. That's funny. <laughs> Bit of crack. Um, she said wonderful things about yourself and Becky. And all Fantastic. And Isa's um, great. Well, you, you met Isa in the pub over Christmas, was it? Yes. Oh, yeah, amazing. Because yeah. it's like, it, it's one of those pubs where you just go and everyone that you want to meet is there. Yeah. Um, and that happened like three or four different times. It was lovely. Family are all doing great. Scranned so hard. Scranned. Oh my Were you God. scranning? I was scranning. Were you scranning nosh? Scranning nosh. Toasties in the morning. <sighs> different kind of soups with the different kind of leftover things oh, lovely ridiculous. just eating and having lovely chats what about you Anisha um, oh wait was this Christmas sorry I zoned out there Christmas <laughs> yeah it was lovely I got a bass 
Yes. You got bass? Yeah. I've been playing quiet. way more, like, I've been playing more bass than I've been playing drums. Really fun. Deadly. I learned um, Total Football by Parker Courts. Such a fun song. Unreal. Yeah. Fair fucks. Right? How was Crumbo? Like, obviously when you're a kid, Christmas is like the best thing ever, but then you kind of hit a teenager age and like, it like Christmas, Christmas is best when you're a kid, but mm. I would say last year, 2022, was the best Christmas I had since I was like, Eight or nine years old since Second last, year, last yeah, Christmas was yeah. fucking great. Last yeah. Christmas I gave it my heart and it was yeah. and it didn't give it away. It was great. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. fantastic. It was a really wow. good Christmas. Great um, dear. I nailed for the first time ever properly. I nailed the present that I gave my sister. Right. Uh, didn't neglect the parents, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not a good present giver. I've like got one good present to me each year, and I have to like decide who's going to get it and who's going to have to deal with the fact that I don't. They think I don't care about them that much. But. Um, Obviously, her and Ross uh, have been going out now for the last three or four years. Ross was a chap who's in the band that I was in with years ago. Yeah. But they've been going out about four years now, and I was like, oh, I was at their house over in Sligo for a while. It was really fun to see them. And uh, it was really nice to see their domesticity at play, like seeing their slippers by the bed. Very mm. cute. Um, but I was like, right, okay, what did I get now for Christmas? What did I try and get? And I was like, oh, I'll get them some like, stuff for the house. So I, I got them uh, two big his and hers bath towels that I got embroidered, but his name's Ross, and my sister's name is Morna. So I got one of them embroidered with Ross, one of them embroidered with Morn. I was like, cool, that'll be great. And then I was like, oh, I'll also get them like a shit present as well. And I got them two small hand towels. And on that, I got embroidered Moss and Rorna, the two names <laughs> that were swapped over. So on Christmas Day, I gave Morna the first present, which was just a two big hand towel, two big bath towels. I was like, oh, that's a lovely present. Oh my God, that's so cool. Thank you. Oh, wow, fantastic. And so I was like, here's a little small one. And she opened it and had a great, had a great laugh. She was like, I love how you got me a really nice present and then got me a shit peat present. But I'm glad you got me like, one of each. So that's very nice. Thank you. But no, Christmas was really lovely. Again, we did the same thing. I was back in Cavan for three days. I was only, I was in. Worked till Christmas Eve and was back in on the 28th and it was just three days in cabin. But it was really nice to see some friends um, and just saying that it was just everyone was just kind of like back home. It was nice to see everyone again. I haven't, everyone haven't had the year where they got to go away and do things. Coming back home to tell everyone all your news was great. Uh, but yeah, glad to hear. So we're all pro-Christmas. That's good to hear. Pro-Christmas, yes. Brilliant. Chaps, we're going to kick into the segments now. It's done real. Are we, are we ready? Also... I say kick into the segments all the time. I don't know, like, it's not, I, I, it's like my goal, like, we're going to kick in. And it's a fucking, it's just like, you, you go to FM mode. I do, I go all to kick into today's show. I go, to, I go all Joe. shopping centre. I, <laughs> I go all Joe Duffy on it. I remember once we were, we were on the Joe Duffy show, and uh, he just said a ridiculous thing. He says ridiculous things to everyone all the time. But it was nice to have one directed at us, where we were doing a radio session with Charlie McGettigan, and Joe Duffy happened, happened to be, walking down the hallway and we were bringing, walking up with some guitars and he genuinely roared Jesus I love him out of the rock and roll which <laughs> <laughs> is all we got out of him which <laughs> is also enough Joe Duffy for the day <laughs> but we're going to kick into our first segment which is Sonic Seconds This is Sonic Seconds. We pick two or three seconds from a track that just make the track for us. Who wants to go first? Who wants to kick off the first segment of the new? I've year? had mine for a long time. Bra- oh yes, okay. So time, yeah, yeah. Be, uh, yeah. So I've been obsessed with this little tiny bit of a song for ages. Um, it's a band called Slint mm-hmm. that I became obsessed with over lockdown. They have an album called Spiderland, and the drum sound on that album. This is just like the coolest. It's completely changed the way I like tune my drums and like dampen them like it's really like open drum sound and like big like 24 inch bass drum oh, and lovely. big like really ringy snare and all that kind of stuff 
and there's one snare hit in it that is just the most beautiful snare hit I've ever heard. No way. It's, I don't know if it was on purpose or whatever, but I think he kind of hits, he does like a rim shot on the snare and he kind of misses the center of the head and kind of, there's this weird kind of like bounce to it or something. And it kind of just goes boing and it's just beautiful. Deadly. And it's this one snare hit in this song. And it's like, every time I listen to it, I have to just repeat that part <laughs> of the song. Well, that's exactly what it's meant to be. Of course, Deadly. Yeah. Do you want to play it to us? Yes. So we're not going to cut out this segment, this, the, bit, the bit of silence that we're waiting for. The song, we'll just keep this in. Do you want to? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Also, one second. Hold on a second now. <laughs> <laughs> sniff it up, sniff it up. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that time in... We just after having breakfast in Galway. I think you just walked into the kitchen. Mm. For some reason, your footprints were wet. I, f- I can't remember why. <laughs> well, but I kicked over a glass of water. Yes, yeah. yeah. But you came in and you farted, but you pretended that the fart was propelling you out of the room. <laughs> oh, did I? Yes. And it was. I, it's kind of ingrained in my in my memory, probably forever. I'm, I'm never going to forget this moment, Pete. That's what I like. Uh, that. Well, remember I walked in and yeah, I I just kicked over a glass of water. I walked in and hugged you, and you were like, why is there one wet footprint <laughs> behind you, like, across the hallway? I was like, I kicked over a glass of water. And then our friend James came in about an hour later or so, and we were like, oh, yeah, what's the crack? And I was like, oh, I fucking kicked over a pint of water this morning, whatever. And James was like, yeah, the sign that like, the sign that woke me up was, like, a pint glass of water getting knocked over, and you going, that's brilliant. <laughs> and then walking out of the room. Anyway, have you got it there? Got it. Really sad song. I don't want to dep- depress everyone. I'm already it's severely depressed. <laughs> Next snare hit. Oh, that is actually yeah, it's very really lovely. Time. Yeah, very so good. good. But again, you've absolutely nailed what something should be. Where it's like so specifically, not just oh the snare in the song is great. It's like this exact specific just that snare one hit. That's Fair like folks. Oh. that's probably the most specific time of second we've had where someone's like it's just this like point fourth <laughs> of a second where somebody goes <laughs> off a snare. Fair folks. I'd love to know if it was intentional or was it mistake? Because when he plays it live, he always does it. So I wonder yeah. when they recorded it, was it a mistake and then they just do the mistake live or was it intentional? As a drummer, how would he achieve that compared Every to single him? time. Surely it's like yeah. a very situational, like, oh, I just happened to hit the rim kind of wrong. Like, surely, how would you... Yeah. How would you have to, like, reverse engineer how he did that? I know, it's weird. I think... Have you tried to do it? Yeah, never been able to get it. Fuck. I think he has a really thin head, like a really thin snare head. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they <are> savages. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Do you want to hit us with yours? Yes. Um, over lockdown, um, I really fell in love with cycling. And I would every Sunday I would go out and just kind of cycle in some direction, out in like a Donegal back road somewhere. Yeah. And um, I had a little playlist. And I had a little, little kind of a, a small little speaker that would fit in this little bag on my handlebars. Oh, fun. And uh, So there's a lot of songs in the cycling playlist that I'm very deeply in love with. But there is one where... I cycled out to a place called Glen Vey, Glen Vey National Park, um, in, what direction is it? It's in Donegal. And yep. um, there was this one moment where I just cycled through Glen Vey, uh, through a thing called the Bridal Path. Nice. And um, I was coming over the hill, and I was playing Wichita line, Lineman oh, by Glen Campbell. Stop. And no, generally stop, I don't care. <laughs> 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 and there is, when the chorus kicks in, in Wichita Lineman. The string is kicking and I think there's also like a little bit of a, a glittery synth. Oh, okay. And um in it's kind of like in it's got like an added texture in. But um just as that bit was kicking in, the sun came out 
and it hit Garton Lake. Wow. Right in front of me. And I, it was actually like, I kind of started, I, I teared up a little bit. I've also seen it's that Ori... Si- it's very dangerous to cycle when you're crying. But yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're in <laughs> danger on the road. I've also just realised that um, R.E.M. have done a cover of Wichita Lineman. Don't tell Joe Doherty. I will not tell Joe Doherty about <laughs> this one. But um, I'll find it here. That, that's probably the first sonic second we've had where it's been geographically and time specific because like, <laughs> it's the time that I heard this bit as it was as the sun was coming up as it was cycling yes amazing but it's um, yeah it's just kind of it's just a very very happy time and any time I listen to it I just kind of I think about it I'm actually it's so bad you don't play it on that I think so um, <laughs> you just have to be better than everyone here please charge breathe it breathe it to please charge <laughs> I hear you singing in the wire I can hear you through the wire And that's it. It's that's the one. Well like seeing the sun come up over Fuckface Lake, whatever it was fuck called. Fuckface Lake, yeah. Would, <laughs> would, would be lovely. That would be yeah. amazing. Uh, I remember I had that once before where I had a song that uh, I was it was I was actually leaving home. I was driving to Dublin to move into my house in Dublin in September of twenty twenty and it's again it's another like bit of a song that happened location specific as you're driving through i was coming through the toll the first toll on the way to dublin and i was listening to even the losers by tom petty and the heartbreakers and uh, the chorus kicked in just as i was like putting the boot down with the thing having just opened up and i was really sunny day and i was like wow i'm bombing up to dublin <laughs> blaring a bit of tom petty on my way down. like again i had my the back of the car was absolutely fucking full of shit like all the shit in my life i even had the naughty holder cardboard cutout that i have as well but it, he was facing like the, he was facing the back way and i kind of bent his head up a bit so i never looked in the rear view mirror i could just see naughty holder's face behind me but uh that's a very good sonic second um i'm gonna go for a really basic bit sonic second um and it's from a massive track from the early 2000s called hate to say i told you so by the hives oh yes um, but it's a moment in it that I think is a really good like there's it's there's that kind of concept in, in a lot of like rock songs or whatever or even like in like Twist and Shout with the Beatles where you just there's like a scream going into a riff and it's just fucking brilliant mm. this is I think one of the best examples of that I'm gonna run to the toilet where you go bye bye but it's we get into the chorus and it's like you know when you're playing again it's a very I think it's, it's a, this is a great like getting ready to go out kind of song that I put in the same league as like rocks by primal screen yeah. it's very much like oh, I wish we're heading, we're heading out base we're going to war as you'd say literally <laughs> <laughs> earlier on we were opening up the, 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 the ginos uh, Lachlan was just putting them down the table lifted one out and looked at me and was like are we going to war <laughs> but this is a going to war track uh, and it's let me get the bit of play there now till Nishter comes back. Yes, of course. Relieved of piss. Look at this table. It's a mess. It's a mess. Lads, we've, been, nice. we've been talking for 47 <laughs> minutes and a table absolutely <laughs> full of empty glass bottles. <laughs> we're, we're all disasters. Um, Be not by the stiff and bored because I wanna. wanna. That'd be another one, yes. <laughs> gonna get through your head what the fucking <laughs> mystery man said because I'm fucking gonna. Because one of the tracks they sing, oh, another one I used to sing as well as a culture would be, uh, I'm on a payphone trying to call home <laughs> all of my fucking change I spent on you. And then even the rip, the the, the rap that Wiz Khalifa does, that man, fuck that shit. There was something I'm wondering why it wasn't you came up from nothing. <laughs> anyway, that song came out when I was in like fifth class. Payphone and I remember cha- thinking it was, ama- like it was, there was a moment when payphone was by Maroon 5 was released. Yeah. Where like people... Between the ages of like eleven and thirteen, had their first like 
sitting on a bus looking out the window moment yeah no where they're like man she's just not picking up <laughs> no payphone and changed so many innumerable things about everyone's life like i fucking love payphone by maroon 5 it's so good but i just i just love the idea that wiz khalif is a great band you've got like eight bars on this maroon 5 track off you go and he starts with like i think the first line i'll do is say man fuck that, that shit, shit. <laughs> but anyway this is the bit in head to say i told you so by the hives that i just think really gets me in the plums it's the roar of all right yeah. and then the riff just fucking <laughs> conting into itself no i think it's really it's proper like it's just it's just very like designed to get you in the plums and be like grand here oh. we go hey there's a riff guy good luck to you it's but also definitely the fact that you can tell that they had the line he goes i hate to say i told you so but also they were like he had to go back in and overdub the all right because it happens as he's saying the last word but there, he was a bit like man, the all right has to be in there which is literally good Phone number. It's ringing me. Oh, hello, Ella. What's the crack? You don't need to hear what the conversation was about. But here's Ella's Sonic second. But we're literally recording the podcast as we speak. No, no, we're. Out. Do you want to be on? Do you want to say hello on the podcast? Please. Okay, one second. I'm gonna put you on loudspeaker. Are you there? Hello. It's Ella so this is Ella Parton in here. Uh, great, great friend. Her mom is the reason uh, the stripes did. Just the reason the stripes continued for as long as they did. So who? Ella Partington. The, the other people oh the stripes yeah. oh you're just like a massive band from ireland i don't know if you know uh, but yeah ella we're doing sonic seconds at the moment do you have two or three seconds from a track that you think is just brilliant um oh my gosh you're really putting me on the spot here um okay has this been done before you know um in the song the boxer by simon and garfunkel no the song that well. little that whip before the line alive, I think that is half oh, brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. Fair fuck. That's huge. On the spot, that's incredible. Oh, no, yeah. no, just the fact that it occurred to you straight away within like six seconds is insane. Holy fuck. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Ella is also an absolutely fantabulous musician here playing in Galway. Apparently you gig like six nights a week, your mum was telling me. That is true. That is Stamina. true. Stamina. It's actually off tonight though, so I can't. You're fucking off it. Do you want to come to John Keneally with us? <laughs> Do you want to come to John Keneally in Roisin's? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Oh, okay. <laughs> fuck us, I guess. Ah, shite. Well, look, we'll enjoy gigging every day all the time. Oh. You're like putting me up in my numbers there, fair fucks to you. But no, sorry to get to get the hang properly today. We came back to the house a bit earlier than we thought. But thanks for being on the podcast and thanks for just dropping a sonic secchi out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Thank you so much. I can't wait to hear this podcast back. Oh, yeah, you're not making the cut, sorry. But uh, I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> no money mess. Happy New Year to you, and I will see you again soon, Ella, all right? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ella. Happy New Year. Nice to meet you. Bye. That's cute. That's oh, lovely. Ray, uh, have you got a Sonic second for us? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Oh, It'd be pretty shit if you didn't, because like, Ella came up with one in like yeah, five seconds. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've, had, like, half an I've hour. had an hour to think of this one. <laughs> uh, so let's hope it goes okay. Right, so, bit of context. One of my favourite films as a kid was The Blues Brothers. Okay, um, okay I didn't realise Ray was cool. He oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't say that. Top, uh, top three best films of all time, in my opinion. But nice. it was one of the songs in The Blues Brothers movie by Cab Holloway called Minnie the Moocher. Minnie Moocher. Great song. I've, I've heard it loads of times. But it was only until recently that I realized that uh, Minnie the Moocher was actually a war chant for the British Army whenever they invaded the Falklands. No way. Oh. Okay. Um, so whenever the British were sailing to the bottom of Argentina to invade these islands, they brought like two movies on the on the ships, and one of them was Blues Brothers. Film. Fuck off! So for like two months, the British Army on these ships just watched the Blues Brothers <laughs> repeatedly, watched it 
dozens of times to the point where they knew all of the lyrics to all of these. Imagine being in the Falklands and you see lads coming and being like, "She caught the cane," and they're like shooting you in the head. That's, that's, that's literally it. So the the fucking the army adopted many of the moocher as their war chant because they they docked at whatever these ports in the Falklands and they had to walk for like miles and miles and miles for days and what they did was they just chanted many the moocher many the moocher sounds like a great song but whenever you imagine like tens of thousands of armed people coming towards you singing like that'd be fucking terrifying (laughs) (laughs) that's that's great Ray, you've completely smashed it. No, that's fucking that's I, brilliant. I, I, a bit yeah, of historical I, background. I, I just that. think that absolutely ruined one of, one of <laughs> my favorite childhood songs. To know that it was, it was a source of such genuine mass terror for an entire fucking <laughs> country. You know, pretty fucked up. Great film though. So I know, fair folks. Yeah, they had, to be fair, to be honest, they had a great choice in films. Right? I love yeah. what the second one was like. Oh, we were all of one company. And we go over and watch. That. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mad. For a man who was given. Like, no notice of this podcast. I didn't know it existed until you walked into the kitchen today. Oh, okay. To pull that out. <laughs> Unreal. No. Fucking class. Props. Nice. Props to <laughs> our Ray over here. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Like it, That sums it up for Sonic Seconds this week, this month, folks. Sonic Seconds! This next segment is called Gargle Box. Gargle box. Never mind. Gargle box. Brilliant, folks. Very welcome to Gargle Box, uh, which is a bastardized version of our other segment, Never Mind the Fuzz Box, where normally we would wire a mic through a fuzz pedal and someone would sing a riff and everyone wants to try and guess what it is. That's just not bloody practical, is it, mate? Uh, <laughs> so we have decided now instead to reduce it down to Gargle Box, where we all just take a swig of gargle. Gargle it, sing a riff as you're gargling, and everyone's trying to guess what the riff is. You introduced it, you go first. Good stuff. Is it American Pie? I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll put a bit more gargling. I thought it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> that was too much, I was bored myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have a clue. It's very indistinguishable. Any guesses? Being afraid is a crime we hang side by side. I know it even last night. What song is that? Um, um, Swinger, Swingers Party, the replacements. Swingers uh, I see, I, I Party. Had this, I had this five episodes go with Connor Lumsden and... Uh, Ross uh, from O'Boland that I don't like the replacements. Oh, <laughs> they're a band that I just fucking love the replacements. I know, I'm sure everyone seems to. I remember, like, I just, I tried listening and go, yeah, man's voice just does my fucking <laughs> nothing. I just can't handle it. And I'm sure they're great, but I try and listen and just go, oh, fuck, lads, it just feels inferior. <laughs> glad, you, glad you like them. Well, I'm glad that we got um, audio of what it sounded like if I was drowning. Yeah, fair. Um, so that that's here now. It's good to have, we'll just have this, like, stock footage for, like, oh, here's Lock and Turning. Yeah, yeah. Grand. Or, like, if I do drown in the future for like the eulogy, like here's what it probably sounded yeah. like, you know. 
<laughs> Sorry, no. It's actually fizzy Guinness is not the no, not yeah, the liquid for this at all. It frothed it up in my mouth. <laughs> Genuinely looked like you had some sort of rabies there for a second. <laughs> I'm rabid for the crack. <laughs> rabid for the crack. Let's go. Blanchard Sound Shopping Centre. <laughs> Uh, should we just get like a mug of water or something? Yeah, yeah. What I think it's safer. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess so. Do serve me, bitch. Serving absolute water here. Right. You ready? Yo. Yeah. Oh, time. <laughs> we Bloody party rappers. <laughs> uh, I have a lot to say about. Is it LMFAO? Is that what called? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Red Foo and his friend. Brilliant. Well, I think that Party Rockers, they had their, their first. What I think is funny about the guys is that they obviously didn't take themselves seriously. I don't know if you know, but they weren't that serious of a band. Right. Um, but their first album was called Party Rockin'. Their second album was called Sorry for Party Rockin'. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's brilliant. The idea of hinging a whole worldwide album campaign around the fact of apologising for your biggest hit, I think is very funny and knowing of the chaps. Uh, but yeah, that was the riff that came to mind as I looked down the barrel of the glass that I was uh, looking at there. So I was like, Grand, I'll, just, I'll just do that one. That kind of reminds me of, um, it's like the opposite of Chubby Checker's one, where he was like... The twist. The twist. And then his the next end. biggest hit. Let's twist again. again. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb here and say I prefer let's twist again. I do as I well. I think it's a better tune. Let's twist again. It's the like we do less so much. It's the Home Alone two of uh, like fifties hits, where it's kind of like yes, the second yes. one, the sequel builds on the first one in a way that's in, in, like, intangibly better. We were talking about uh, Home Alone two in Boojum today. Yes, and we decided there is absolutely no way that Marv did not die after getting <laughs> the bricks of the head. Yeah, eight yeah, man. eight like, bricks, frontal yeah. lobe. Thrown from the top of like a three-story building. First one would have crushed his skull. Like, what's his skull? Right? <laughs> yeah, no, he'd, his head would be opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Kevin McCallis is a sick motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I know, yeah. Go to prove. Uh, Fair folks. Nisha, your gargle box. I also backwashed that, right? <laughs> Sorry for yeah. backwashing, as, as Alan Fair would say. Backwashing. Backwashes in the house. Oh dear! He's just spilled everywhere. Look what he's after bloody doing. You're meant to gargle, mate. I've never done this before. <laughs> We're going out after this, you just. <laughs> <laughs> You're soaking wet. <laughs> I saw, I saw the, I saw the water level at the top of your mouth, and I was like, I shouldn't be able to see it. Do you know? Like, do you know what? Do you know what doing. song you were gargling? You were gargling waterfall like the stone roses. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go again. I don't, care, I don't care how wet I am. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just a small bit. It's enough to fill the throat, not drown us. Think of like the concept of a sixth of a mouthful. Yeah, it yeah. took like a full mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Exactly. Exactly. I saw it happening and I just let it happen. Like, I just let it happen. <laughs> no, you didn't let it happen. You made it happen. You, you did it. <laughs> right, gather yourself. This is so dangerous. So It's funny doing it with all the electrical equipment around as well. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive electric equipment. That's a MacBook and a <laughs> Zoom H5. <laughs> Can't fucking do it. Third time. Third time. I'm laughing now, Turn so it's, it's deep breath. Deep it's breath. making it hard when you laugh. <laughs>
<laughs> it's like the American national anthem. It's like, do, do, do. Um, sorry, I'm just like, I leave the fucking state of me. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I'm so fucking wet. If you need, if you need spare breeze tea, there's, there's some upstairs. Breeze tea, spare I, okay, no, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank. I always bring Sperry Breach to you when we rehearse as well for this like, situation. Yeah, fair. Yeah. This podcast getting pounds. Like, <laughs> Any guesses, no? I have no idea. I haven't a clue. What is it? Not sure. Um, Boys Don't Cry. Oh, oh, da, da, Do you know that song? Oh. <laughs> yeah. unless, you don't cry unless you're covered in water that you just like spat all over yourself <laughs> oh yeah when you went up high i was like oh yeah i can remember that, but i couldn't play i kept running out of breath and then i'd have to take another breath see it's funny the weird the, the genius dynamics of playing the game is that you have to discern when someone's either like choking or it's a stop in the rift or something <laughs> <laughs> red you want to give us a go yeah i'm really sorry but I'm don't worry about it <laughs> so like how much did you take just for reference so i don't do that um, go for like a sixth a sixth. A sixth. The concept of a sixth of a mouthful. <laughs> that was a gargle like no other. There, there was resonance. <laughs> oh, uh, Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. Ah, very, very good. That's a very, very good one, Fair Fox. <laughs> I love that the bass now where it goes... <laughs> the little like, mini solo out of fucking nowhere. Fair Fox to the Violent Femmes. Yeah, Wonderful. Well, we got the hang of it at the end. We did, indeed. Yeah, we did yeah. indeed. Minor casualties along the way, but it's grand. Some a few ruptured esophaguses, <laughs> yes, but like yes, yes, yes. it's always going to happen when you're with the lads. Like you know I mean, <laughs> the lads. <laughs> I'm just actually really glad that it wasn't Guinness. That's no, cool. oh no, that'd be that's a actually. Disaster. Thank you for getting the water. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> well, Lachlan got it, but like I suggested, like, I floated the idea. I know why you suggested it now. <laughs> Take us out of Gargolebox. And that was Gargolebox. Oh. Now back to you in the studio. Like the bang, the bang, two FM of that man. Take her back to fucking studio. Take her up the mantle, man. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so we're gonna, lads. I think we're gonna pip into. Pip, we're gonna pip into. We're gonna kick into. No, no, you can introduce. You can introduce a segment. This is. Have I got tunes for you? Oh. Like, you know, a bit of pizzazz, a bit of spice. Mm. Uh, so this is Have I Got Tunes For You, uh, where, which is uh, taken off Have I Got News For You, uh, the very TV good. show, a very great show, Paul Martin. Quick-witted, uh, yeah. But, uh, aren't I? Yes. Um, <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so this is Have I Got Tunes For You, we just recommend an album that we think you might like to listen to. You introduce it, Nisha, you go first. So I'm going to recommend the same album as The Sonic Seconds, because... I just really love Because you just didn't think about this at all. You're yeah. like, whatever the fuck's to hand. It's like, whatever like, oh, the fuck. He just like. really thought about this. <laughs> 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 like he did his homework. I, did s- I remember when I sent all the segments on. Because tried, we've tried to do this episode like twice so far. Yes, it's going to happen in yes. London, then it's going to happen in Galway. <laughs> we just got... We went so there's, I don't yeah, know too much cracks. I don't know. Today yeah. was shit cracks. So now we're doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in Galway, we just went 
so to war that we, <laughs> we just there was no way we were coming Call back it, from the edge. It was a situation. That's what it was. <laughs> but I remember when I sent the segments on month, a few weeks back, you were like, "This is the best homework I could ever possibly get." <laughs> yeah. So that was a lovely text to get. So give us your homework. Homework is uh, Spiderland by Slint. Just love such a great album. Like I think it was recorded in like the the mid nineties, and it was their second album, and they broke up before the album was released. Um, I think the singer, while they were recording the album, like the singer got hit by a car or something, um, yeah. and so you can like hear the kind of the car hit him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the kind of. I think that it was obviously very difficult recording it and stuff, mm. um, and they were probably in like I don't know. I think they were kind of in a weird place as a band, mm. but I, I think that's what makes the album really cool. Okay, you can kind of just hear the angst and the sort of uh, intensity of it or whatever, um, and just the drum sound. Like if I'm ever like referencing for a recording or whatever, like a drum sound is usually gonna be slint. Nice. Um, just like really, like I don't think he even had like a hole in the front head of the bass drum. It's just really, um, really boomy and like open and that beautiful snare hit and like just so good. Unreal. So uh, yeah, really, really great album. Any top tracks? Do you wanna give us two or three top tracks that you're kinda like, they're the kind of points that we're so talking about to listen to? Yeah, so the song Washer that I played, uh, that would be one of them. The next one, let me just see. Um, I'd say for dinner is another really good one, and then um, what was be another one? Um, sorry, I'll just get the album just to see. Yeah, so washer number one uh, for dinner would be another really good one, and then. Um, Good Morning Captain is probably their best known song. Deadly. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it a debut? It's their first album. Is it? No, their second it's and their last. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Again, yeah. I like bands with like a simple discography. It's like there's not too much to fucking have to listen to. Like, I remember when I started getting to Guided by Voices. I was like, yeah, there's like fucking 28 albums. You're like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to listen to a few bits but not going to listen to too much it's a bit like when you get like, into a show and they're like oh, you can't wait till hit season 6 it doesn't get good till season 10 and you're like for fuck's sake <laughs> I'm not that invested Like it's digestible which is nice nah, fair fucks um, brilliant we've got an album first yes um, one of the so you can't you can't mention a Stripes album sorry that's just one of the yeah, I know, I know yeah, you want yeah. to but <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the albums that I um, we have a little Bluetooth speaker in the house and over Christmas, we would kind of like play some songs in the background. Yeah. And my my go-to album for a few of the family dinners was a the Nouvelle Vague um, covers album, nice. which is I think it's just called it's it's called New Nouvelle Vague, but it's um, just some of my favorite songs covered in a kind of a, a bossa nova type style. Lovely. So there's like making plans for Nigel, Love Will Tear Us Apart, and I'd like to thank uh, Ashin. From the Love Buzz. Oh, really? For recommending it, because I think we were talking about um, we were talking about the Roshins night, and I was saying that they do a big cover of "A Love Will Tear Us Apart," and he said, "I always thought that was a Bossa Nova song because his <laughs> mum would always play this record." Wow! Um, and it reminded me that my dad had a um, uh, An- Angelique Angelique Joe record okay. where she covers like Talking Heads. So there was a few Talking Heads songs that I thought were like proper, just like Afrobeat. Classics, <laughs> and he thought the same thing about like 
you know, making plans for Nigel and stuff like that. There's That's some insane. there's some really, really amazing covers of um what's here? We've got um In a Matter of Speaking, Guns of Brixton. Wow. Too drunk to fuck. Um <laughs> I love listening to the Dead Kennedys and go, Yeah, they need a bit of more fucking bossing <laughs> over in the rotation there. They've got teenage kicks. They've oh got, shit. Um, they've got uh, A Forest, the, the Cure song. It's an it's a really wonderful record. And it's um yeah, if you want a record that's gonna be good and you can also play it in front of your your folks and your family and everyone stays happy and they're not like what's this now um yeah it's just a wonderful record it's very calming nice uh, lovely listen i love when bands do like a kind of a little small kind of co- when they're not like a covers band but they're like we're just gonna do like a covers album mm. uh, there's a band that i call you ever listen to yola tango no you'd hop up yes. there i think you're really good yeah. yola tango's a great a great track called sugar cube i think it's really good uh, but they used to go into this radio station i can't remember what, what why the, this dynamic happened but they were going to this radio station they'd always do like a cover and then after a while they just compile all the recordings from these live radio sessions and release them and they do like great covers of like boys don't cry and uh is it boys don't cry or is it um it's another cure song it's not but is it, um it's, maybe it's pictures of you or something like that but they do some really great covers again which you wouldn't expect in a really kind of fun way um but yeah the album i'm going to recommend is from a guy i really like called todd snyder who niall walsh who's the manager of stripes got me into uh, and he used to play some of these tracks to us live, or play some of these tracks to us like, in the van, and I was always kind of like, oh yeah, that's kind of fun, it's great. He's like a kind of a folky lad uh, from America in like the, uh, I don't know, mid to late 90s. It was never too big, very kind of underground sort of guy. But Niall used to always play a few tracks in the van from this album called East Nashville Skyline, as in a piss on the Bob Dylan album, Nashville Skyline. Um, but there's one song he used to always play called The Ballad of the Kingsman, which is this big, long, rambling kind of track about the investigation the FBI did into the Louis Louis recording that the Kingsman did, because they were like, kids are going fucking mental, this song's a big hit. It's probably the song brainwashing these kids. Um, but then uh, in, I think it was like November or December of 2015 or something like that, uh, where I'm from in Cavan, my, that, there was a few years where our house would regularly flood because our house was built on a floodplain in the 50s and the council just assumed that's not going to ever be an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just let people live there. And um, one year I came home and our house was flooded. I mean, we were out for Christmas and we were stayed in St. Patrick Terrace for a month or so. And this was the only album I listened to the entire time we were there. But there's some really good tracks, and it really toes the line really, really nicely between funny comedic songs and then really like, gut heart wrenching kind of pathos and all that kind of stuff as well. There's great songs about like old men and bars dying and them loving songs about trains, and, and then also really funny tracks. There's one track called The Good News Blues. I've got like my mom, my mom, one of the lines is like, My mom left me, and so did my kids, and I'm fucking delighted. Like, I've got The Good News <laughs> Blues, they're out of my fucking hair. Like, so he really, he's a really kind of funny comedic. Someone could say he's like, a, he's like a, a comedy kind of musician, but like, he's definitely has some really good tracks that I think are really good. And then tracks that are just fucking funny to listen to. So I think it's a really good album. Where we're listening to, uh, he does a live album as well. Um, that he does a song called Talking Seattle Grunge Rock Blues, which is one of my favorite lines of all time. Where it's about a band who are trying to be alternative and they decide to just never ever play a note. That's what the thing's going to be. <laughs> and uh, so they did this thing where like, yeah, we whatever. The, 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 the great track is called Talking Seattle Grunge Rock Blues. But there's one line that I love where it goes, uh, "We blew him away at the Grammy show by refusing to play and refusing to go." <laughs> it's really funny. And then at the end, he's like, "And just when we thought that fame would last forever, along came this band that weren't even together. <laughs> they're, they're called Guns and Roses." <laughs> <laughs> which I think is very funny so if anyone takes the time go listen to Todd Snyder he has some really really good tracks but uh, Niche is gone uh, so he can't take his head and say I'm yes. going to go piss again I'm, I'm a piss for you the rest of well? should we all piss do you have a, fr- do you have a favorite oh yeah sorry album? your album uh, oh, sorry, what the fuck am I talking about sorry yeah of course album sorry, give us an album um, I'm not going to speak about it much because I actually don't know a lot of information about the album I'm going to recommend but it's called Power and Numbers by Jurassic 5 came out in 2002 yes. Oh, so nice. a great album. Jurassic Five is a 
It's like an old rap group, just like pure hip hop, disc jockeys. Just love it. Great album. Lovely. A lot of great songs. Jurassic Five's um, a great name mm. for anything. Really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. Check, oh, check it out if you care whatsoever. I don't mind. <laughs> I love um, the way that DJ is sort of like disc jockey. Yes. That's a is fucking it? great job title. Oh, you said it. Uh, but like di- I love just disc jockey being a fucking deadly name for anything. What do you do? I jockey discs. Also, the idea that um, the French word for like a place where there's loads of CDs is like discotheque. Discotheque. Yeah, la discotheque. Oh, on radar. I'm going to go for Wii as well. Good stuff. Um, yeah, very good. I don't know if I should hold both microphones. I think that would probably cause issues. So I'm going to leave down one. But, um, let us know in the comments down below how you, how you like this episode. Um, let us know if you have any recommendations. Um, and just let us know if you actually like Pete as a person, really. Um, I think I think he's pretty good. He's all right. Like, yeah. first time we've met him. Yeah, he seems nice. Like, yeah, he seems nice. What do you, what do you think of him, right? No, first I did, Like, honestly, like, if I wasn't on a podcast, I would be saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm not, like, trying to impress his, his fans and followers. Very no, good, I, very think good. He's, I think he's a cool guy. Nisha, like, what do you think? That's the chat. legend. Absolute great legend yeah yeah just great guy lovely lovely well we're all in a unanimous uh, decision that yeah he's actually yeah, quite he's nice cool. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, which is nice because we're all also on the podcast shh, shh, be quiet but um, yeah shh, 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 shh. <laughs> good piss it's a lovely piss do you want to come on for the rest of the show um do you want the headphones back i don't give a shout you're not like behind the wheel now though do you I, know what i mean but ideal 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 what do i do oh. Tell me. Keep on and listen. Oh, okay. Enjoy the sultry sounds of our voices. Uh, take us out of. Now that was. Have no. I got tunes for you? She brought us into it. Should we harmonize? What? Should we harmonize? Okay. Three, two, one. Now oh that was. God. Have I got tunes? <laughs> Sorry. Now that was. Have I got tunes okay. for you? Three, two, one. Now no, that was. Right. Have I got tunes for you? Wonderful. Yeah, Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that brings us to the end of episode 38 of Higher Fidelity and our time together on oh, the airwaves. Oh, can I just say that I've had an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed this. You've had a bla- it's been lovely having you on. As is up with it. Everyone had a blast. Everyone had a good time. I've had a lovely time. Thank yeah, you for having great. us. A few laughs, mates. A few brews. Yeah, yeah. Brews with the boys. No, it's been great crack. Um, so, uh, that was the first episode of 2023. We started off on a good foot with a lot of great people and a lot of good chats, a lot of uh, incongruous conversations, which is point um tune in next month for an episode a valentine's day themed episode Ooh. with the romeos of dublin <laughs> emily seven <Ooh. laughs> uh, but yes this has been episode 30 out of higher fidelity i've l- love i'm loving being in galway it's great hanging out with the crew uh, i'm fully potato waffled up and i'm ready to hit the bloody town um i've been pete i've been ray i've been nisha i've been lachlan and we're reminding you to be rooting be tooting and always be shooting but most importantly, be kind. That was beautiful. Wasn't that, that was good? Great. That was Did we have fun? I yeah, did it. It was ball. really, really fun. We love you very much, Pete. Ah, I, uh, it's not reciprocal, but like I have oh, great, great affection nice. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.